Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Rachel, welcome to the Lemonade Stand. I am so excited to talk to you today. I have read an article about you, maybe a blog post, website, some stuff about you, and I'm just dying to hear your story and find out why you do what you do. So first, tell me three things about yourself. Awesome. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks for having me. So three things about myself. I am a mom of six and grandmother to one. I live in Montana. I am one of 10 kids. So my six younger siblings were adopted after I was grown up and out of the house. So some of my siblings are the same age as my own children. So, oh, wow. That's amazing. That makes for some fun family gatherings. I bet it does. That's awesome. Does everybody live close by in Montana or does your, is your family spread out? Um, there's a lot in Montana, but, um, we're kind of all over the United States. So Wow. That's amazing. So tell me your lemon to lemonade story. So, um, well, if you've read about me, I am a minimalist and that's what I teach way back. I got married when I was 18 and I started having babies right away. Uh, And so by the time I was 21, I found myself with three kids under three and absolutely overwhelmed. I had no idea. Like I knew how to clean the house, like, you know, regular, like deep cleaning, but I didn't know how to keep it clean. And I was, I was overwhelmed at that point in my life. I know I struggled with postpartum depression, but it wasn't really talked about back then. Um, and so like, there was just so much, I felt so inadequate and desperate and I didn't know what was wrong with me. So that continued, that continued for way too long. Uh, Finally in 2008, I had heard about minimalism. I was getting into decluttering. Like I decluttered through the years. Um, but really we rely on stuff. We rely on so much stuff to, to make our lives better. Like, Oh, this gadget, this will help you be a better parent. This will help you clean better. This like all these things and all that stuff that was supposed to help me was not helping me at all. It was just overwhelming me. So 2008, I joined a decluttering challenge to get rid of 2008 things in 2008. And, um, and I went for it. I started learning more and more about minimalism and I did, that's what I wanted. I, And I really thought that if I got rid of all of my stuff, all of my clutter and all of these distractions that I would finally be present with my kids because I would find myself like, you know, reading to them and I'd be thinking about like, well, I need to dust that. I need to sweep that. I need to do the laundry. And I was really hard on myself with just the like, you know, why are you such a slob all the time? I can't believe how you like just can't keep a house clean. What's wrong with you during that year? So I'll tell you my aha moment. Um, so during that, it was somewhere around that time. And we have, we have a smaller house, about 1300 square feet up top. And then we have a basement that's not really usable space. The toilet overflowed. So the basement is where I was stuffing all those things that I kept just in case I needed it. And then it like overflowed all over all of that stuff. Just, it was so disgusting. And before when I would declutter, I would open up a cupboard and I would think like, okay, what can I get rid of? 
and I'd remove a couple of things, take some out, and then it would just get messy again right away because like I never decluttered enough. When that happened and all this this stuff was all over my my just-in-case items, I had to change what I was asking myself. So instead of asking myself, what do I want to get rid of, which is kind of a negative thing, like, like we're doing it from a state of lack, right? To what do I like enough to clean poop off of it? Because, because that's what it was. And like, really, there was nothing that I liked enough. Like everything just went in the dumpster. And I realized, oh my goodness, I can do this throughout my whole house and it can be so different. Um, and so that really shifted everything for me. And I was really able to get rid of more so that so that everything is easier to take care of because that's what we're going for. When we embrace minimalism, it's because we want our house to not take so much time. And so we have the free time to do all those other things that we really care about. That's my, ah. Uh, yeah, like, that's your lemon to lemonade right there. You learned, <laughs> you had that lemon of the sewage that made you turn things to lemonade by realizing what you can live without, which I love because not a lot of us have that experience where we can have that moment of like, okay, this isn't worth it to me. So it's nice that you have that and you share that with other people. Yeah, I have. Well, since, since it happened so long ago, I can laugh at it now <laughs> and, and everybody else can laugh because it was, it was bad. Yeah. So, so that really dove me into really getting rid of a lot of stuff. And, um, I will say that through all of it, though I teach minimalism and, and I believe in it, like it does make our lives easier. Um, it does give us more free time because we're not shuffling our stuff. We're not spending so much time cleaning all of the household duties. It takes so much less from us, but it's not, it's not a magic pill. Like it didn't like all of a sudden I was present with my kids and I spent time with my husband. Like it didn't change what was going on in my mind. It just, um, it helped, but I had to really work on that to really work on being present and like pulling myself back and instead of being distracted and like, okay, now's the time I'm going to read with the kids. And then like, you know, if you're spending time with your spouse, like now is the time to like look in his eyes, not look at the, not look at the phone, not try to find something to do, but actually connect and talk to them. Oh, there you go, Heidi. Like I did it all in 10 minutes. So now, now what would you like to talk about? Yeah, no, I want to explain more. You just say minimalist. What does that look like? So it's going to look, it's going to look completely different for every person because we all have different desires, different, different ways we want to spend our time. So for our family, it doesn't look very minimalist. Like when, when I think of minimalist, I think of like a stark white house, you know, a kind of, kind of snobbish upscale people. And, um, and that's not at all. Like when you have this many kids, you can't have just a bare minimum amount of stuff. You have to have things like everybody needs clothes. Everybody has to eat like all these different things. So it's really reducing it to just the essential items and no excess, which is a process. It's not like I'm there. I'm not perfect. There's no perfect minimalist anyway, but it's, it is a way to view your items and like, does this item help me live the life that I want to live? Well, what is that life that we want to live? Cause that's different for everybody. So for me, if it's to be present with my family, 
just pour myself into relationships, then, then that has to help me in that doing that. So there, I mean, it's different for different areas of our house. Obviously when we get rid of all of our like excess pots and pans, then it makes all the cooking more efficient and the eating together as a family is what is the focus rather than like all the preparing and all the cleaning and all the like putting things away. Do you do this for your job? Do you teach people how to be minimalist? I do. So the focus is not necessarily on, um, on minimalism though. I think like that's where we need to go. If we want to really find freedom, we really have to get rid of so much that it's drastic that we actually feel that difference because we can get rid of enough to help us enough to simplify our lives, but to really have freedom with our time, we have to be really drastic and really careful on the things that we allow in our home and in our lives. I teach people to declutter. I teach people habits um, because for me, I didn't have that as I didn't want to pick up after myself. I didn't want to do the dishes. And so I would just save everything for later as if I would ever want to do it later. Like, no, we don't, none of us want to do it later. And so learning to do those things for my future self, like a gift to our future selves. Like I'm going to take care of this right now. So I will have free time later on and not have to set aside time to clean the house or to pick up after myself. So that's really my focus is just, eliminating everything except the excess and then developing habits to maintain our homes easily because they go hand in hand. We really can't have one without the other. If we, if we get rid of all of our stuff and we don't have any kind of tidy habits in place, we're still going to be messy people. We're still going to leave things out on the counters and laundry on the floor and all those kind of things around us. But if we learn those cleaning habits at the same time, then it's a habit. So we don't think about it, right? Just like brushing our teeth. We, we go in, we don't like set aside time. Okay. Now I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm going to take out this two minutes to do this task. We just do it and we don't think about it. And that's the way our cleaning habits should be so that we clean the house as we go. We don't think about it. So we don't feel like we're setting aside time to do it. And it, it kind of feels like the house takes care of itself because everything's on autopilot. Oh, I love that. That's super great. What would you say to someone like me who has a fear of needing something? What if I get rid of it and then I need it? What do I do? So most of us keep those type of things and, and they're very inexpensive. Like, so, so we keep like coffee cups. Like most of us have like, you know, 20, 30 coffee cups. It's ridiculous. Right. Well, What's going to happen if you just, how many people in your home drink coffee or use coffee cups? Yeah. Just a couple of people, right? Just a couple of people. So why do we keep these 20 extras when we can just go to the store and we can get one for five bucks? Like it's not going to cost us a lot to replace that, but that space in our cupboard is very valuable that, and in the United States, we live in abundance. We have so much and it's very easy to come by everything. So when we think of like, well, I, I don't want to get rid of that. Like, what if I need it? That's really making that decision based on, um, a sense of fear. Like I, I fear that I will be lacking. Like I will not have enough. 
Yeah. And we have enough. We have so much. We have so much excess. We can just give it away and we'll be fine. Like really, if your coffee cup breaks, you can go next door to your neighbor's house and they would be happy to supply like five more for you. And uh, why are we so worried about it? So it's really shifting that mindset of of re- recognizing that we do live just in abundance and um, and we can give things away and and we'll be fine. We'll be just fine. So do you have a regular time that you purge things or do you just do it like daily, weekly, or is it like, oh, it's spring cleaning or what would you recommend that way? So I don't anymore. Um, it just kind of happens just because I will partly because I teach it. So I think about it all the time, but, but I do have a giveaway box in the house and the kids all know it. They know where the giveaway box is. And if they grow out of something or like they have something that they just don't want anymore, they all go and just like put it there. So usually, um, we do a weekly cleaning and if I notice things during that, like when I'm going around the house, picking up, um, if, if it comes to mind that like, yep, I don't need this anymore, I'll just automatically put it in the box. And we still fill boxes. Like we still go to the donation center, you know, once a month to drop stuff off. So especially when you have kids in the house, it's not like you can curb the amount of stuff that comes in, like it stuff still comes in. It comes in from so many different places and, and they're growing and they grow out of clothes and they need new clothes and all these different things. And so it's always kind of a, um, it's a journey. This minimalism is a journey. It's you never get rid of enough. And then like, yep, I'm here now I've arrived. Everything's perfect. It doesn't work that way. It's just, it's kind of fluid. It goes with our life. And, um, and now I have three kids out of the house. So over the last year, I did do more decluttering than I have, like thinking back over the last 10 years. Um, because three kids out of the house, there was a lot of things that I didn't need anymore because now I only have three at home. So, um, so I was able to go through and get rid of a lot of things that had just, we just don't need. Um, but mostly it's not a set aside time. It's just kind of built into our rhythm of life. Yeah. I love that. And that's one thing that I've just as a rule for myself have started doing several years ago was anytime I buy a new new article of clothing, you know, new, new shirt, new outfit, whatever. Then I take one out of my closet that I haven't worn in like a year. You know, it's like my rule, like I'm not putting another one in without taking one out. So I can see that when you get into a routine or a pattern or kind of a rule for yourself, then it's a really good way to live regularly and keep up on things. Then if you try to do that big once a year, spring clean or summer yard sale or something, Yeah. And which it works for some people, like we're all different. So some people really like that. They like the, you know, taking everything out, reevaluating, putting it back. Um, that's not, that's not my thing. Um, but it does work for some people. So thinking about garage sales, you brought that up and I'm going to tell you, I do not recommend garage sales. Okay. You got to tell me more about that. (laughs) I have done garage sales, but all that time when we have a garage sale. So we, we go through our house and we figure out which things we don't want anymore, but we have to make that decision. Well, do I want this still? Or like, should I let it go? And it is for some of us that takes a lot of effort to make that decision, to get rid of it. 
and kind of an emotional, sentimental, you kind of go through yes. a lot of it's a it's a thinking full process. About it. Yeah. Okay. So we take that to our garage and we let it sit there for six months to a year until we get around to having a garage sale. And then we have to pull it out and we have to price everything and display it. And we have to go through that emotional process again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just, I don't know, it's tearing us apart. Like we have to go through it all again. And then nobody values our stuff as much as we do. And so it's really disappointing. Like, oh, I had that garage sale that took me 20 hours worth of work and I made $200. Was it really worth it? For some people, it might be. For me, it's it's never worth it. I would rather have the extra time and just donate it right away. Like if I make that decision, then um, it's best if I can get it out of the house as fast as possible. So I don't think about it anymore. And when we do that, we don't really think about the things that we get rid of. Like very, very rarely do we regret anything that we get rid of um, if we actually remember any of it. So it saves us, it saves us a lot of emotion. It saves us a lot of time, mm-hmm. all of that. And if you're, um, if you're concerned about money, you know, we can write it off. Um, but it also can feel really good to just give that to a charity that you believe in and know that somebody is going to make use of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good way to get rid of it, to know that it's going to be used again. So you're not so attached to it. So that's great advice. I I do have a method that I teach. So I don't do one-on-one uh, clients. I just do group programs. That's totally what I prefer. I um, It's so much fun to just have a group of people together working on the same thing and, and just going for it and just seeing them encourage each other, sharing pictures, their whole process, everything is really, is really exciting. And I think it's motivating for everybody else to have other people, just comrades, you know, going at it at the same time. So, that. um, so normally I go through, I go through the basics of decluttering of, um, what questions do we ask and how do we evaluate it? Um, my favorites are, do I love it? Do I use it? And does it help me live the life that I want to live? And, and that one is really key because we have, we have so many things. We have our, we have our fantasy life. We have our past life. Um, we have our, our hoped for future life. And we have all of these things for those other lives, not actually the one that we're living. And so to live in the present and do the things that we need to do. My example is um, I I love creating things. So I've had sewing stuff, crocheting stuff, like baking, like all these different things. And, and when you have those projects, it doesn't just take time or space. It also takes mental, mental space because every time we walk by them, we think, oh yeah, I still need to finish that crocheting project. It's still there. I'll get to it sometime. And when we can let those things go, if we're real with ourselves and say, you know what? I haven't crocheted in the last 10 years. I have no desire to pick it up. Like even when I'm sitting and watching a movie, I don't want to go get my crocheting. So I'm going to be realistic and and recognize that that's just not who I am anymore and it's okay and I can let these go. And the relief that we feel when we let those go is really tremendous. It's just, there's so much weight from all these unfinished projects that we have around or the the fantasy selves that we just aren't going to be. Like like when we have a, a garden, I did a garden. Um, we 
did garden beds, like raised garden beds in our backyard. And then I had another baby and then it was too much. And I was like, oh goodness. And, and so getting to that point of recognizing, you know what, this isn't the phase of life that I'm in and that's okay. And I can let go of all of my gardening books and we know we can acquire things so easily. It's not going to be hard to get those if we actually decide we're ready to do that. Um, and some of it is, is just recognizing that I love the idea of it and I, I can romanticize that in my mind, but it's not really how I want to be spending my time. It's okay. Yeah. I love that tip about how you said, you know, if you're sitting there watching a show and you still don't want to crochet, then you're probably okay to let it go. And I think that's a great mind freeing concept and just the weight is lifted going, you know what? I don't have to love that anymore. I don't have to want to do that anymore. I think that's a really great point. Yes. Not feel we bad can, about we can it. completely accept ourselves yeah. for who we are instead of our expectations, especially as women, we have these, these crazy expectations of like, we need to be just like Joanna Gaines, right? And our house needs to be perfectly curated and no, it's okay. We can, we can just be satisfied with the person that we are, which might be just ordering takeout, reading books, like petting our cat. Like it's okay. It takes, it takes all kinds, right? That is so true. I love that. I love that you teach that. That's great. So after we go over the basics of decluttering, then I, I usually go through like the kitchen first because it's more utilitarian. Um, we know exactly what we use in our kitchen and there's not as many sentimental items in the kitchen. If you do come to sentimental items, we need to set it aside because it's not the time when you're just starting your decluttering is not the time to go through those. Those are really heavy emotions that we all have to work through and it's important to face them, but not at the beginning. And when we think we need to declutter, what do we think of? We think of those horrible, like the big, big projects, like, oh, I need to sort the attic. I need to go through the garage. And if we go through the whole house first and simplify our main living areas, then it simplifies so much of our daily life. And then like, we've already like gotten those decision muscles built up strong. Right. And we have a sense of what we really want in our homes. And then we can face those more difficult, challenging areas. I love how you suggested how you have the giveaway box, because I could just picture like, I'm going to declutter the kitchen and then you haul it all out to the garage to deal with later. Right. So it's like when you have the giveaway box, then it's like, okay, I'm going to declutter the kitchen box up what I don't want and get it out. Like, don't yes. just go, Oh, I'll, I'll deal with, you know, I'll organize it again later when it's in the garage or in the basement. Like then it's still there. It's just yeah. not cluttering up the kitchen anymore, but so maybe we need to take it straight from the kitchen to gone. Yes, not, totally. We need okay. to completely de-own it. So I recommend people just put it right in their car so that when they're out running errands, they can drop it off at the donation center and love it and be done with it. That's great. Love that. So, so we go through the kitchen and then like just all the main living areas. So living room, dining room, bedrooms, bathroom, and do that first. And, you know, when we do those, those main areas, everybody benefits, our whole family benefits from it. It's not just us, but like all the, all the arguments of stuff and like, who needs to clean this up and all of those things, everything kind of reduces and, um, and it's much easier to maintain. It's much easier for our families because, you know, how often do you organize something and you get frustrated with the kids? Like, well, they didn't put it back where I told them to put it. 
and we complicate those systems because we have so much stuff. So when we, when we eliminate all the excess and we have just, just the basics, the minimal amount, then it's easy for all the rest of the family to put things away where they belong because it's very clear. Like if you open up your cupboard and you see, well, there's the space for coffee cups and we only have four coffee cups. I know right where to put the coffee cups. It's not trying to stuff it in, you know, in different places where it just to make it fit. Yeah. So makes everybody's, it makes everything flow smoother. Right. And so freeing. I think it would have a lot less contention, a lot less stress. I just moved a year ago. And so we had to go through that whole declutter and decide what was worth packing. So it was kind of that same type of concept of like, is this worth hauling to storage to then haul into a new house, you know, and it's, it was a little easier to get rid of a lot of stuff at that point, because it's like, no, I don't want to pay a storage unit fee for this for the next month while the new house is being built. It's not worth it to store all this extra stuff. Well, And all the time and energy it takes to pack it up and pack it up take it out and organize it. And And we all do it. And then it feels so good when we get rid of it. And we think, why did we wait so long? Why do we hang on to it for so long? Yeah, that's so true. It does feel really good. So, but it's, it's sometimes, you know, we don't need that big move or that big change to make us decide to do something like we can take care of it at any time and start small. I love how you said, just start with the basic living areas and organize with that. So that's great advice. Thank you. You're very inspiring and I appreciate you sharing all of this. So I just didn't want to. Well, I do have a download. So I told you that in 2008, I did this challenge to get rid of 2008 things in 2008. So at that time, my husband made a graph chart for me that had 2008 little check boxes. And that motivated me. I, um, because, you know, we go around our house and we can work at it, but all the cupboards are closed and the closets are closed. You don't always see the difference. And so to have this piece of paper showing you that, look, I got rid of 500 things already. Like that feels really good. So I do this now every year and on my blog, we make a chart. So this year is 2021 and 2021. And I have, um, a group, uh, face private Facebook group. It's about 40,000 people right now that are going through this challenge and they've been doing it for, for years. Some of them, oh gosh, one lady, I think she did it like 32 times. It was really crazy, but she, she's so pleased with transformation she made in her home. Like that's really dramatic. And it feels so good to not have all that that burden. Like our stuff is just a burden. Can't no, take it you with can't. you anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I do have that chart and I will give you the link so you can, oh. you can download it. Um, so your listeners can download it. And if they, yeah. if that motivates them, they can join the challenge. It's never too late to start. So it doesn't matter what time of year it is. Um, any progress we make is still progress. So we don't have to do it perfectly. None of us are perfect. And just recognizing that getting rid of anything is, is making our lives easier. And that's, that's what we want. I love it. I'm a checkbox person. So this works for me because like you said, I wouldn't see the changes. The cupboards would be closed. I don't go in that room, whatever. But if I have my little checklist, yeah, so and it's cool. great too with kids because uh, like the kids will get into it and yeah. 
they like to have their own colors so they can see exactly how much they got rid of. And uh, oh, it can be a lot of fun. Super great. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with me. That'll be wonderful. So this is awesome. What a great idea. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to be, I tend to be minimal with my words, like very concise. And so like I run through it and then I'm like, Oh, that's all I had to say. <laughs> that's great too. That's a great, that's a great gift you have too. I'm not like that. <laughs> I could talk all day. So thank you for keeping it simple for me. I appreciate that, <laughs> but you're just um, inspiring. And I just really appreciate you sharing what you've learned in your experience. And now you're helping other people because of what you went through. And I love that you're willing to uplift other people and bring this gift to them so they can know that they can live a simpler, less stressed, minimal life. And it's a great gift you have. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks for having me and, and for doing this, for encouraging people. It's awesome. You're still here. Well then click on the next episode to get more lemonade. One more.